mutual friend got married, Adana and I didn't know each other about I think a year ago, and we sat at the same table at a wedding, and Adana made a really funny joke, and I was like, "You're funny, and I'm funny. We should start a podcast." And then, to be told, I didn't think what I said was actually that funny that day. I was like, "I could be funnier," but all right, that's we all laughed really hard at the table. But everyone time. did enjoy what I said. So yeah, and then kind of we kept seeing each other at social events, and we were like, "We should actually do this." Um, we had. No, we didn't know anybody in our lives that did a podcast. We had no equipment, so we just started with where we were at with what we had. Um, and six months later, we're here. So a little bit about me. I'm South African and Canadian. I grew up in Toronto and have lived on the African continent for last twelve years. Um, kind of Ghana, South Africa, Ethiopia, a little bit in Uganda, a little bit in Somalia, and now Nairobi's home. So like diaspora chronicles, which is what we talk a lot about, or what our podcast is informed by. I jumped around a lot less, so I'm Ethiopian-American, raised in the D.C. area, like many other Ethiopians as well. Um, not, you know, D.C. Not a, very, not a very unique story for an Ethiopian in the United States. Then I moved to Kenya a little over two years ago, and I've always loved comedy. That's kind of how I spend my free time. I watch... Graham Norton and Jimmy Fallon and Alan Carr, et cetera, et cetera. And when your Ethiopian mother tells you you should do stand-up and not be an engineer, maybe, you know, you think you should listen. So I was like, all right. Uh, so this <laughs> podcast is kind of my way of venturing out into that world. So we talk about a whole host of things. We've done episode one was kind of our story of coming back to the continent. the continent because both of our, so her dad and my parents immigrated to North America. Now we're making the exact opposite journey. So we talk about being diaspora there, and then now being diaspora here in a different way. Episode two was about women's issues. So, for example, you get a job offer, and it also comes out with like an offer to date as well. And you don't kind of know how to navigate that. Uh, episode three was about tech. Episode four is on Tinder and the Time of Ebola, which is about dating stories. They're and very ridiculous. They're out, out there. All true. Very all true and all outlandish. Um, and then episode five was about Afrofuturism. Episode six was kind of our wrap up of 2016, so the year that was that we now no longer talk about because it was too traumatic for everybody. And then episode seven was kind of the new year, new me, new us. Uh, same us though. Yeah, same us. Yeah. Marginally better habits. Yeah. So normally how we structure. Yeah. I think the big first thing that's really important to understand is structuring a podcast and how a lot of podcasts do it, including our own, is we have segments. And our segments are all kind of informed by the experiences that Adidane and I have as Riaspora. And so uh, the first piece that you need to think about is what is your topic going to be? Um, so we've called this one Nigel Live, which is kind of a mix of how to do a podcast, um, but can, kind of considering a Lagos, uh, an African audience. And the next piece we always do is catch up. So that's just like effectively witty banter back and forth between what's happened since the last episode. Um, so kind of like hilarious outlandish stories in both of our lives that have happened since the last episode. Then followed by Africa Rising, Africa Still Rising, which is uh, kind of the hot points or the great points of what's happening on the continent. And then the second piece of that that's still rising is the areas of improvement. So normally it's one or two uh, either stories in the news or kind of stories from our own lives where we can see Africa doing wonderfully shining and then areas of improvement. We call out a lot of the kind of 
development tropes and a lot of the the after rising discussion. And the next thing that we do is we have our main segment. Uh, so that's generally like the meat of what the podcast is. So all the topics that Adidon has talked about, so dating, workplace harassment, et cetera, et cetera, that's gonna be like the main, the meat in your sandwich. Um, and today we're gonna talk about podcast how-tos. And so those generally you wanna have like, I would say two to four really strong stories in terms of what your point is, what you're trying to get across to your audience. And then we always, always, always end our podcast with what we call the Africana proverb of the week. And so that's a play on African proverbs um, that either we make up or we take from different kind of witty sources. Usually rap lyrics. Yes, generally almost always rap lyrics uh, that somehow are relevant yeah, to many people's <laughs> lives. And then we wrap it up. So that's the structuring of how we do our podcast. And people do it a little bit differently, but it's, the takeaway from that is if you're going to start a podcast, make sure that you have kind of your segments clear because it helps the listeners every time they're coming back in understand um, the point of reference to where they need like where they need to listen um, and where they need to focus. But I would also say that it's okay to be flexible because if you listen to episode one, it's a bit different from episode seven. So it's okay to change things as you go along and as you realize that, you know, listeners say, we really like this, or other listeners say, we don't like that as much and give the people what they want, basically. Um, so we'll start with the ketchup. So, Adinana, what's happened since the last episode? I, uh, the first time I was in Lagos, which was last year, so it's really great to be back the second time because it feels like a much better trip. <laughs> the first why? <laughs> the tell first, it. Tell the people why. The first trip was was tough. So I was here for a wedding and I was here for work, and it was my first time. This was April of last year, and so the rains were late and everybody was on edge, and you could feel it the second you landed, and there was also fuel scarcity. So it was a very uh, tense time. And a lot of my friends I remember who were living here at the time were collectively having a difficult time. But I also like to say that Lagos is the reason I'm single. Because, <laughs> or that trip, Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, that trip was the reason I'm single because I immediately broke up with my boyfriend upon return to Nairobi. Uh, because Why? It, uh, it helped me clarify what was really important in life. Which is, how do I phrase this that makes sense? to cut what doesn't work for you. And so the second I got back was a very important uh, realization that certain things were not working. And so I arrived in Nairobi on Saturday, uh, and then by Monday morning, I was not in a relationship anymore. So Lagos helped me clarify that. Uh, that was two weeks that were quite tough, and then I came home and I was like, I gotta reevaluate. So I have to say thank you to this city uh, what is this? No, city of Excellence, right? Yeah. State of Excellence. Center of Excellence. Center of Excellence, that's yes. it. So I have to thank the license plate. That's it. Center of Excellence. So I have to thank the city of the Center of Excellence for helping me. How did you do it? How did I do what? How did Lagos let you break up with him? How? So basically, it was such a tough week, and I said, like, I, need, I just need a hug. <laughs> just need a hug. So there have been multiple kind of issues leading up to it for about a few months. And so. Him not showing up when I needed him after my Lego trip was like the final straw. He was supposed to come over on Sunday. I was having a really tough time. And it was also other things too. Um, he didn't show up. And I was like, all right, well. Jesus. Okay. So, thanks, Legos. <laughs> that is my Legos 2016 story. And Legos 2017 feels so much better. It's already great. <laughs> yeah. Musa? Um, yeah, so since the last episode, I have been to the Nigerian embassy in Nairobi 
five through eight times, potentially. It is not easy to get a visa. I, yeah, there was many, many hoops, and I understand that a lot of people, like, those are reciprocal hoops. So I was yeah. traveling on a Canadian passport to come to Lagos, and uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time in that office um, through a series of trying times and some phone calls that were made. I got my visa Tuesday afternoon at 3.30. I got here the next day at 12 at noon. So, blessings from God. Uh, Should we move into our Africa Rising? Africa still rising. Yes. So, Africa Rising, for me, it's my turn. And this makes fun of me because I'm always the one that finds the bad stories or the negative ones. But I'm a positive person in real life, I promise. So, this Africa Rising today goes to... Uh, Burkina Faso for the Pan-African Film and Television Festival of Ouagadougou. So it's the first time they've done it uh, in a while, because last year there was a terrorist attack and also there was the uprising against the then president back in 2014. It's the largest African film festival and I would love to go because I really love film. And so shout out to them for pulling off a great event and bringing it back on the map. Yeah, glow up year, Burkina. Alright, your turn, still rising. We're still rising. Yeah, so I really don't like doing the still rising, but they're always easy to find because BBC tends to 90% of their <laughs> content about Africa is still rising stories. So I thought I would very nicely pull together themes of tech and Legos with my still rising story. At New York's JFK, uh, a one Mr. Celestine Omin, 28, from Lagos, was uh, detained at the airport. And Mr. Omin works for Andela, which is uh, software and tech developers globally. So like, this guy knows his stuff. And yeah, he was detained, and they made him do a test to prove he was a software engineer. And so what they did is they went on Wikipedia, the immigration officers, and said, answer these two tech questions. And after kind of hours and hours and hours of being detained, he was eventually let go. But yeah, this is still rising moment of like, it sucks that people are profiled, and Africans in particular are profiled globally, especially in Trump's America in 2020. I was going to say, this is not an Africa rising, this is an America rising, still rising story. Yeah, like still rising in terms of like, man. Well, on behalf of my people, I apologize. Uh, the Ethiopians? No, this, okay. is, this is the Americans now that I'm talking about. <laughs> We still haven't done a Trump episode. We probably never will, because I don't know if my heart can take it. But People don't need that negativity in their lives. Yeah, no. I think we're just going to all assume that we're on the same page and say that that's, it's, that's not really it's not going so well. Yeah, so we'll move into the main topic, which is why y'all are here. We just took you on a chatty journey to talk about our feelings. <laughs> um, but why you're here is the how-tos of podcasting. So there's three kind of main topics that we've broken it down into. So the first one is time. The second one is monetization, so emoji, emoji, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. And then the third thing is what we call don't let perfect be the enemy of great. Uh, so the biggest thing or takeaway is that uh, it's a very time-consuming process, even with the help of an editor. Uh, case in point, we started releasing every two weeks, and then as you can see <laughs> this things as time went on, it became more of like a monthly affair. We haven't been as great about being very standardized. So between the two of us, we probably listened to maybe like 10 or 15 podcasts. And so you know, one of the ones that I really listen to and really like comes out on Thursday at almost the same time every Thursday. 
there's another one that I really like that comes out on Fridays, and they're very consistent about that. But we also have to forgive ourselves because they also have teams, and also have like studios, and we record on her couch. So these are very- bums. Yeah, it's a very different grassroots, low-tech- It's called startup life. Yeah, why not? Endeavor. So we try to forgive ourselves for some of those transgressions. I'll move into kind of the second theme, which is really important to think about, which is monetization. Uh, so we made the decision very early on that yes, it was fun, and yes, kind of it was nice to have our really like witty WhatsApp conversations come to life, and that maybe other people would find it funny too. And if we were going to be spending such a serious amount of our lives, we both have full-time day jobs that we needed to be able to make money off of this. And so we made the decision very early on that we had to be running the podcast as a business, which when we made kind of that pivot, it changed drastically in terms of where our focus was. And so looking at things like analytics, making sure that we were talking to advertisers, et cetera, et cetera. So the kind of the three areas in terms of being able to monetize the podcast on the continent that we've either are pursuing or have experienced, uh, which is how we're making money, is one is through ticket sales for live shows. Uh, the second is through advertising, uh, and then the third thing is merchandise, and that's something that we are actively exploring right now because it kind of cuts across. You can have stands and stalls that are live shows, but then also having an e-commerce store. So yeah, I would say run your podcast like a business um, because then you really care about the analytics and you really care about making money, and kind of the rest follows. So the third theme is uh, my daily reminder to myself. Um, but to not let the perfect be the enemy of the good or great. I think for me especially, you know, if it's not 100%, I don't want to share and I don't want people to know and I don't, you know. And I think actually both of us, after every time we record, we're like, oh, that was awful. Like, no one's going to find that. This funny. is terrible. This, this is, is terrible. the worst thing we've ever done. This is the worst thing we've ever done. But what this whole thing in the last few months has taught me is that, yes, of course, almost every episode we've done could potentially be better if we spent more time on it or if we recorded it or had more money or if we had more money if we had more time but we don't have those things so it is what it is and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't get started it shouldn't mean that you shouldn't see it through just because it's not at least in your mind where you want it to be it's not there yet Um, and that's been probably the biggest takeaway for me personally because i can be a bit of a perfectionist or a lot of bit of a perfectionist learning to let go of something that in your mind is about maybe 80, 85, 90%, and just knowing that that's gonna be okay, uh, and that it's fine, and actually some people might still enjoy it and might still find it funny. All right, so enough about us talking at you. Um, Let's have some of your questions. Thank you. Yes. Um, So once you recorded the episode on your phone, where does the secret go and then what happens to it and then how does it turn into something that's online ready to listen to yeah so it's uploaded to a secret place called google drive and then super secret super secret available to very few yeah Yeah. and then we share that with our editor so she edits and it usually takes her what like 48 hours even less than that yeah and then she sends it back to us i'm usually the one that takes the first listen and then if there's something that doesn't quite work you know, we'll talk about it and then it goes back to her and like, hey, from minute five to 10 or something, whatever it is, she'll fix it, send it back to us. We said we'd listen to it again, it's great. And then it gets uploaded. So we upload it to SoundCloud and that uploads it to everything else. Um, and with that uploading, so you yeah. have the audio file, 
And but one of the decisions we made early on is that we were going to give time stamps and segment stamps. Yeah. So we always end our episodes with a proverb. So my proverb of the week is related to a figure that some people may know of or some may not know of. I don't know. Uh, Rachel Dolezal. Uh, for those of you who don't know, she is a white woman from the United States who, I guess, got a like a spray tan and like a curly hair wig and then decided that she identified as being black and then did a lot of race work and worked with NAACP, which is an organization that is for the advancement of people of color in the United States. And it was very controversial. Her parents effectively outed her as having been really white and not having been black, which was a big thing. Anyway, she has a memoir coming out, something in like full color is the name of the book or something. Uh, yeah, you see what she did there. Uh, so she is talking about her experiences of being like black in a white body or something. I don't know. Anyway, the point is she recently renamed herself. And so her name is Nkechi Amare Diallo. So she's actually one of your Nigerian sisters for the Nigerians in the house. And Nkechi, I believe, is from what I've read is an Igbo name. So she's now rebaptized herself. And so my proverb of the week today uh, is by Rachel because I think this is absolutely absurd. And for those of you who don't know, just Google her name, you can see the story. I've tried to give you a bit of a backstory. But yeah, bye Rachel is the proverb of the week. Throwback. Yeah, bye.